Hey besties. Hey besties. This episode was recorded before both the Writers Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild went on strike. Bob, Lexi, and Seth are in full solidarity with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. See the episode description for more details. Love you moi. Hello, I'm Seth, and I've seen once, once. And I'm Bob, and I've seen once, twice. Welcome to Not Even Once, the podcast where Seth and I rewatch every single episode of Once Upon a Time and recap them for you. For, for some time. reason. For no reason! Hi, Bob, how are you? Oh, I, I thought you were leading into something. For some reason, we do this podcast. I, I thought there was going to be more there. No! <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. It's sometimes a question. This episode was pretty good, though, so it's, you know... I I told you the other night, I was like, I think you're really going to like this one. Not everything is dreamy. Yeah, yeah, I think dreamy is by far the low point, but this this one was, like, good. It was, like, there's a lot of, like, lore that got built out. Yeah, uh, the thing that interests me most about this episode is the uh, directorial camera choices. Oh, yeah, I I made a lot of notes about that because it was really well done. Yeah, that was probably the most fun thing and uh, biggest change about this episode yeah i mean yeah we'll get into it yeah uh last time though was the episode heart of darkness mary margaret is the target of suspicion surrounding the disappearance slash death of Catherine, and emma is the only one who has faith in her because she found out about regina's key ring also she's her mom uh right (laughs) emma is even willing to owe a favor to mr gold to get the upper hand on regina This was weaving back and forth with the fairy tale plot where Snow White had forgotten her love for Prince James and became a raging bitch Bitch. because of it. (laughs) Yeah, she was truly awful while she forgot. She smashed Happy's mug. I know. That raging bitch. She made Happy mad. That's hard to do. Prince James stopped her from killing Regina and thereby tainting her heart with darkness. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yep, there it is. You did it. But this also reignites her memory slash love for him just in time for him to be kidnapped by King George's forces. Also, Mary has escaped from jail because there was a key hidden under her pillow. Yeah, a very mysterious key that got dropped in that uh, we didn't know who it was at this time, but I think by the end of this one, we have an idea. Yeah. Yeah! Yeah. But cool. Uh, All right. So uh, this episode is called Hat Trick. And I do just want to call out right at the top. I'm honestly shocked you didn't guess this one last week. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, (laughs) hat trick. It's like, it's a term refers to (laughs) threes in. You overthought it so much. Apparently. (laughs) I was just like, oh, that's fun. That's fun. Yay. because I mean, it's literally like such. I mean, it's on the same level as like red-handed. It's like okay, well, that's obviously going to be a little Red Riding Hood. But, but there's to be so fair, few we, of them have been that obvious. Yeah, yeah. There's some really like obtuse ones, and this one was just like, oh yeah, no, it's literally that. But to be fair, you hadn't met the Mad Hatter yet, so we'll get to it in my notes. Like I note exactly where I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> So this episode was directed by Ralph Herniker. Uh, he has previously directed 7.15 AM, which 
if I remember right, also had some like really cool like camera work and stuff in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was written by David H. Goodman and Vladimir Tsvetko. I believe that's pronounced correctly. It's Tsvetko. Uh, I looked up a couple pronunciations and that's kind of what I could find. Um, David H. Goodman, uh, was most recently credited for what happened to Frederick. Uh, so, uh, he wrote that one. Um, this episode is, uh, Vladimir Svetko's first credited TV writing job. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, I think it was a pretty well written episode. What's he gone on after? Uh, yeah. So after this, he went on to write for Kingdom, a show about a retired MMA fighter. Uh, which is played by Frank Grillo, who was also in The Winter Soldier as Crossbones. Oh. Uh, and I was, like, I was like, that's a fun little link. Link. Um, and also, that's the show that Nick Jonas was in and played gay on. Hi, gay. And that's how I knew about the show. I did not know about that. Yeah, he, he plays gay, and there is a compilation of his character's story that I watched a bit of. Because <laughs> so I was just like, like that, that RuPaul, like, can't wait to see what's going to happen. <laughs> um, I bet you couldn't. So, uh, Svetko also wrote for Power, which is the star show that 50 Cent executive produces. Uh, the show has, like, three spinoffs right now. Like, kind of like like a MCU kind of thing. There's, like, three ongoing other shows in the same, like, universe about, like, other characters and stuff. Huh. Um, and one of those shows has Mary J. Blige on it. What? work i know there's so much goddamn tv it's like i'm like looking these up i'm like i've never heard of these shows yeah 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 uh so and then last uh last note about the episode as a whole uh this originally aired on march 25th 2020 jesus every time 2012 like throws me i so much 2012 yeah 2012 this episode originally aired on march 25th 2012 so the previously on flashes shots of basically every major character plus the genie. Right. And then a few quotes from the last episode, ending with Emma saying to Mary Margaret, you should think about hiring a lawyer. Mm-hmm. The title screen for this episode shows some wide-brimmed mushrooms, at which point I type, oh, hell, it's Alice in Wonderland, isn't it? <laughs> you did it. So we, we get right there. I'm like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was wondering how long into it, like when you when you realized, because like- if, if you hadn't seen that, like, I would guess it would probably be when we first see Jefferson. We'll get into it. Okay, great. Um, also, I love, so the first shot of the episode is the very last shot of the last episode. I think just in reverse. It's the, oh, yeah, the, the cell with the door open. Yeah. Uh, that's where it starts. Then it cuts to her running through the woods. There's a light dusting of snow on the ground just to make sure we know, you know, it's, it's chilly. Right. Then it cuts to Henry reading his storybook. And man, does that page look real? <laughs> Yeah, I, I fix it in post. Nope. <laughs> I sure do love Instagram filters. He uh, congratulates Emma when she walks up with Mr. Gold, <laughs> but gets shy when he sees Mr. Gold. What's he congratulating about? Huh? Well, the escape plan. Duh. Duh. Wait. Uh oh. Yeah, Emma's like, what? What? <laughs> like, just like this. Like, hold on. Say that one more time. What? What? <laughs> you're jo- you're joking. What? what? Please tell me you're joking. That's the joke. And then like Mr. Gold no. does a pretty damn good job of playing dumb here. Emma, can I see you in here, please? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and and the, at the last episode, I was like, I, I mean, I I've obviously seen it before. That's right. But this is like one of those details that I didn't quite remember. And I was like, who gave Mary Margaret the key? Because I was like, is it? Emma, was it 
um, Jefferson. Like, I honestly kind of thought it was Jefferson. Wrong! I mean, so now we know for sure it wasn't Emma, and Henry probably was not the person, because he was like, oh, you did a great job. Yeah. And I was like, well, and Mr. Gold likely didn't either, and I'm like, oh, well. I love Give it 40 minutes, Bob. <laughs> it was it was the person waiting in the next room. Yeah, no, quite literally. <laughs> It cuts to Emma driving along the rainy forest roads in her yellow bug, still dinged from the first episode. Almost hits this guy walking along the roadside and knocks him down rolling. Hey! Watch out! Emma, watch where the fuck you're going. I know it's rainy, but you are the sheriff. Are you gonna arrest yourself? It's not like a solid shot. It's very, like, shaky camera, lots of cuts. Given, like, a very, like, dramatic, almost horror thriller vibe, which... Was the first time I, I noticed that, and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, th- th- this is, like, a really tonally interesting episode, because all the fairy tale stuff is so different. They're so different. From what's happening in Storybrooke. Name. Which I feel is, like, kind of one of the first times where, like, the tone has been that different between the two. Because, like, the Storybrooke stuff Name. was, like, a thriller, almost. Yeah. Like, very that. Very that. And, like, I, I, think, I think worked very nicely. Nice. Like, because... I mean, like, I, I even kind of forgot all of the all of the stuff that went into that. Because I remember she encountered the Mad Hatter, but I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, this is dark and scary, actually. Yeah, how else are you going to show that someone's mad? Right. And then, then when, like, you see who she hit, I was like, oh, hey, Bucky. Hey, bestie. So when he does get back up and onto the road, he recognizes her as the sheriff. But she doesn't seem to recognize him. Who the hell are you? His name is Jefferson, and she insists on driving him home uh, somewhere since he's twisted his ankle. Twist! Mm -hmm. Who is Jefferson? Who is Jefferson? Well, I think a lot of people probably recognized him immediately. I was, this was one of the people I was like, I'm excited for Seth to see this one because it's like, I know you'll recognize him. Jefferson is played by Sebastian Stan. He's been in many notable movies and shows, uh, likely probably most well known for playing Bucky and the Winter Soldier in the Marvel movies and shows. He was also in Black Swan, Hot Tub Time Machine, The Martian, I, Tanya, and more recently, Pam and Tommy on Hulu as Tommy Lee. And more recently, the Apple TV Plus movie Sharper uh, alongside Julianne Moore. Uh, He has also, because, you know, I looked this up because I'm me. uh, He's been in a few homoerotic or gay roles (laughs) for anyone who wanted to know. Please tell me more. Yeah, um, he was in. uh, I would like to subscribe to this newsletter. (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie The Covenant? It's kind of like an older B slasher movie, like. From, like, the 90s that was, like, super kind of homoerotic. The name sounds familiar, but I've never been much of a horror movie person, so. Yeah, same. Like, I'd, I'd heard of it because, like, it's kind of like one of those campy gay movies. Gay? And he's in it. Um, He is in at least one locker room scene. Work. So, just leave that there. Uh, He was also in this show called Political Animals, uh, which is a show on USA, where he played the gay Gay. son of the Secretary of State, who was played by Sigourney Weaver. Smash. (laughs) And, like, honestly, I remember watching that show when it aired, and it's, it's, if I remember right, it was pretty good. Good. I mean, it's like, it's got Sigourney Weaver, and it's like a, it was like a miniseries. Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, it's, it basically, she's kind of Hillary Clinton-ish. Like, she is a, uh, like, the Secretary of State who was the former First Lady, and she's running for president. And, like, it was like, well, I wonder where they're drawing inspiration from for this. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
one of the one of the interesting things I found out, uh, Sebastian Stan dated Jennifer Morrison in the past, like not long before they filmed this, I think. Smash. <laughs> That's your new reaction. <laughs> like I. I mean, like, watching the episode, it, it does translate. It's like, oh, yeah, they like they have very good chemistry. I mean, he's got good chemistry with everyone. Yes. Oh, one of my notes is like, oh, my God, him and Regina. Like, that chemistry is incredible. Oh, um, oh fan myself. So, the few other things about the character. Um, Jefferson is inspired by Mick Jagger. And the mansion he has is inspired by Stargroves, the country house that Jagger owned in the 70s. Oh. Uh, the character's name is, like, pretty clearly based off of Jefferson Airplane, famously known for the song White Rabbit. Jefferson's daughter, Grace, is named after the lead singer of the band, who also wrote the song White Rabbit, Grace Slick. Was Airplane White Rabbit or was that Jefferson's uh, Starship? Yes. I think they were both. I don't remember. I think which it was one Airplane and then it was Starship. Okay. Jefferson is one of the few characters during the curse to have the same name as in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, I do mention that oh. in just like oh. a couple lines. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. So just as a note, throughout this episode, I will be referring to him as Jefferson Past and Jefferson Present. Present. Lovely. Yeah. Regina will get the same treatment just because of yeah. that. Case. Just for, like, sake of clarity. Clarity! <laughs> <And>, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the, the the other characters, just to note which ones so far, are Regina, obviously, and David. You, you, you've David. called him Philip a few times. Philip is his twin brother. What? In the Enchanted Forest, Prince Charming, David, <laughs> takes the... That's Prince James. Or James, I mean. James, yeah. Correct. David, pr- like, David, the shepherd boy, takes the identity of Prince James. Oh! But he is still David. Oh. In fairy tale. Oh. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. I thought he just is now called Prince James. Oh yeah, it's so confusing because the 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 double identity and the double locations. It's wild. Oh, it's getting exhausting. For the sake of clarity, <laughs> he is Prince James. Yeah, I mean he legally in fairy tale land, he is Prince James. Yeah. <laughs> because man. Hi, this is a convoluted show. I'm sure you probably were aware, but thank you for being with us. But yeah, so that's uh, that's all I have about that. That's great! The story continues in the fairy tale realm. Jefferson is running in a coat that looks like I would like it more if it didn't look like the contrast has been turned up to maximum. It did. Okay, wait, never mind. Now that I see the rest of his outfit, I'm into it now. Woo! Yeah, it's really good. Like, my first note also was like, this is a really good coat. <laughs> nice coat! Like, and it, it's like, it's that thing where it's like, oh, it's a duster, so of course it looks great when you're running in it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, it's, the whole outfit still has a really high contrast filter on it but right. like it works much better in the context of the whole fit than uh just totally. the coat yeah yeah uh, a little girl named grace finds him calling him papa playtime's over but she gets to use her nose to hunt for mushrooms yeah i think that was kind of a turn of phrase i don't think like she has like special abilities i think they was just kind of like oh we're doing this because like they they reference later like that's what they do for money so she's not secretly a pig a c a b yeah she's a child so <laughs> I mean, maybe Don't she be was rude to her. Maybe she was a pig that was magicked into being his child. And I, to be fair, that weirder shit has happened in in the Enchanted Forest. Look at uh, <laughs> Geppetto's parents. So there is. Um, I'm not going to go into detail on it, but Jefferson is. Uh, we get more of his backstory in like um, an extended universe thing. 
Oh, good. Yeah, so Grace is, is actually his child. Okay. Okay. Uh, they get back to their house where there's the queen's carriage and knights waiting for them. Mm-hmm. Grace needs to hide in the woods while Jefferson goes to find out what she wants. Because Grace is smart and does not trust the queen. Right. Which, like, honestly, solid move. Yeah. Good. Uh, this is where Regina actually names him as Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Past. <laughs> <laughs> and she's waiting for him in his house. And can we talk... About this dress that she has on. Yes, please do talk about it. I did not make notes about it, so I'm just, like, totally blanking on it. It's this, like, black beaded gown with, like, a ruffle of crow's feathers. Oh, right, it's yes, yes, yes. so good. Like, I was like, Regina! <laughs> ah! I think I like the one that she wore later on in the episode more. Yeah. That's the much wider, the like dark black silver and. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was just like, oh, this is a look. Just like, just waiting for someone in their house wearing that. that. Yeah. Can you imagine her wearing that on the, the green screen? That. The amount of artifact. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. This is, this is very much, um, this is, this is a dress for a physical location. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then, then she gets Jefferson basically to agree to do one last job well there's a little bit of winding before that yeah, she wants yeah. him to do the job and he leans in real yeah, close like, to tell her off it's like oh jefferson and regina have chemistry uh-huh <laughs> regina past leaves and sad wistful music plays as the camera pans across his uh, his face is an adorable little scruffy butt chin oh. also she does say before she leaves there's nothing more important than family. And it's like, oh, she is playing him like a fool and also get Lana Perea in a Fast and Furious movie as soon as possible. Family. 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 I don't have friends. I got family. Cut back to Storybrooke. Name. Emma's bug pulls into the driveway of a big house to drop off Jefferson. A fucking big house. Jefferson present. Present. Yeah, it's a giant house. Oh, yeah, it's massive. She comments that he must have a huge family. And he's like, nope, just me. I mean, not as happy, but like. Right. So I guess (laughs) we know what happy ending was taken from him. Yep. Inside, he gives her some tea and a map since he's an amateur cartographer. Sure. (laughs) Emma takes a sip of tea, glances at the map, and immediately starts getting woozy. Right. Yeah. It's like, and this is where I noted, I was like, drug the tea. I'm honestly shocked you didn't get it. This is going to be spotlighting. But, like, I get it. But it's very funny to me. Also, um, the, the, this is kind of where you start to see all these, like, really neat, like, reflective shots. Like, I think the kettle that he pours the tea cup, the tea from, you see, like, it's like she's reflected it and then he's reflected it. It's, it's really cool. It's really well done. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. This is like, I mean, it's very through the looking glass. Like, they really, they said, you want Wonderland? We're giving you fucking Wonderland here. As Emma's starting to black out, she looks up and notices, oh no, his limp is gone. Right, yeah. Oh, no! It's all a trap. Ah, you fell into our trap. Emma, what happened to your power that lets you tell when people are lying? <laughs> I think she was probably way too concerned with getting the fugitive back to the police station your dog spot yeah yeah and he he's like oh i see you found spot <laughs> back in the fairy tale land grace wants a stuffed animal from an old lady's stall that white rabbit is so cute too which like by the way white rabbit we did it. but jefferson passed can't afford it 
and this old lady's mask is not good. So my my note, uh, well, I had a note. Oh, tea parties with his daughter. This is gonna wreck me, isn't it? And then uh, I my note is, and I I continued writing this as the scene went on. Man, this merchant's woman makeup is on thick. Is this fucking Regina? It's Regina, isn't it? Fuck, it's Regina. <laughs> yes, absolutely <laughs> there's it a, is. There's a really fun story about that, too. Oh, really? So, originally, they had the production had planned for a different actress to play that merchant, but Lana Perilla persuaded the showrunners to let her have it because she loves playing roles that require her to be older. So was, she was the character still supposed to be her, or was it yes. just a different actress? Right, it was going to be like a, an an actual older actress instead of like the the old lady makeup. Gotcha. But this is the first time we see like the beggar woman that Snow White, uh, like from that. This yeah. is like we've, the first time we see Regina as that. That's true. That's fair. But yeah, like I was just like, it's fucking Regina. I know it's Regina. I've seen this before. Like I know it's Regina, but like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's Regina. Is this face mask. Okay, okay. Like, it's hard to describe how not great this mask <laughs> is. At, at it's prosthetics. It is. Yes, it is. So you saw Mrs. Doubtfire, and they're like, <laughs> this is your face. Your face. And it's just the one, one mask that no matter how you talk, there's no movement around the mouth. Yeah. That's very what it gives. Yeah. Except, you know, in Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams had makeup and separate prosthetic pieces right that's Thanks, what it harvey. is <laughs> his, his gay brother harvey firestein uh so he can't afford getting the white rabbit as they leave uh regina walks around the side of the stall to a mirror that flashes oh my god it's the genie it's regina right. it's the old lady oh no oh gosh oh no oh god yeah she, she and she's just like oh did i do that that wasn't very nice of you. Where's the fun in that? The the one thing that Giancarlo Esposito does in this episode. <laughs> right. At that point, I was like, oh, maybe I am right. No. No, like, honestly, I was like, I mean, he is in it. <laughs> we cut back to Emma coming to her senses, tied up with a gag in her mouth. She's able to free herself with a pretty cool way. She finds the, the cub that's on the floor and smashes it. To- like, she puts the pillow on top of it and then, like, uses her weight to, like, crunch it and that like i mean that's that's solid that's really smart very that emma is a very resourceful character and i think this is this is one of those where it's like we get to see exactly how competent she is in like a situation like this because she worked as a bail bonds person so like she probably this is probably not the first time she's been in like a sticky situation like this Mm. so like yeah, I, I thought that was really good. Also, I kind of this is where I commented on like the design of Jefferson's house because everything is like super trippy, like weird. I mean, it's like yeah, of course, like this is in some way Regina's curse manifesting like the weirdness of Wonderland. Yeah, she after she frees herself, she's looking for a way out, and then she realizes there's a telescope at this guy's window pointing right at her sheriff's office. Very rear window, Jefferson. She gets out of that room, opens the door across the hall, just a crack. After after checking the windows, all of which don't open. Oh. She opens the door just a crack and sees Jefferson present in there. This empty room lights off. He's just sharpening his shears. Just sharpening his shears. And it's like... Okay. Yeah, it's like, like uh, thank you for being <laughs> ominous. But yeah, like, I mean, why are you in this empty room, lights off, facing away from the door? 
Well, Shing. but you, you know, it's, the, it's the hat making tools. Yes. But like, I mean, yes. like watching it in hindsight, you know that, but like, it is pretty damn ominous. Yes. It, it's giving serial killer. It's giving Dexter. Yes. Um, also, the thing I wanted to note in the hallway, the sconces on the wall, they're like teacups. I miss that. Also, it, this is this is like all on purpose. Like production did a great job designing these sets. Yeah. Um, in the room that Mary Margaret is in, the lamps are a tea set. Spoiler. If you're watching this, you've probably seen the episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's the the lamp is like a tea set, and I was like, oh yeah, this, they they were like they they knew what they were doing, and it's really well done. Next scene goes to the fairy tale realm, where Jefferson, past, cuts a thread and hands Grace a homemade stuffed rabbit, and it dawns on me that the, he's the Mad Hatter, isn't he? You did it! Yeah, also, the stuffed rabbit he gives her is so charming. Yeah. It's so cute, like, like and she's like, I love it! And it's like, oh, god damn it, this is gonna kill me. She loves it, she has a sip of tea, asks Mr. Tortoise, and I'm like, yep, yes, yep, yes, that's... Yes. That's yeah. the the Mad Hatter. This yep. is Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's genuinely like, and and Sebastian Stan is so good opposite the actress playing Grace. Yes, the I mean he's just got chemistry with everyone. No, yeah, he's he's very good at like playing her parent. Like really, that I was kind of taken by. I was like, wow, he's he's great. Can I get his chemistry with me? Nope. Oh, please. <laughs> um. So he he tells Grace that he needs to go to town, and she needs to go stay with someone else. Oh, the neighbors. Yes. She knows, instantly figures out that this is because of Regina, and she still doesn't trust her because she's smart. Yeah. (laughs) She she knows what the fuck she's talking about. And as soon as she gets out of the house, Jefferson, past, brings from this locked chest a mysteriously hat-shaped box. And Mr. Tortoise never got his fucking tea refill. God damn it, Jefferson. Fucking rude. <laughs> Mr. Tortoise is waiting. Then we cut to Jefferson, present, sharpening the shears alone in that empty room uh-huh. as Emma sneaks away to a different room. She creaks the floorboards a little bit, so she sneaks into another room another where she not notices as she closed the door behind her <laughs> and Mary is there calling out her name through a gag in her mouth. Well, Emma, you did find who you were looking for. Spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Emma cuts Mary free and they keep on sneaking only to not see that Jefferson present is standing right there with a gun. Also, when um when she's getting Mary Margaret and they're having a conversation, she's like, why are you here? Um, the, there's so many like Dutch angles and stuff. Yeah, all of these camera angles. It's the, trippy. It's really trippy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gets really good in uh, the, the next room that they yep. get to. That's where I want to talk about when we get to that. Uh, so Jefferson present is there with a gun, and he knows that nobody knows that she's there. And makes Emma tie Mary Margaret back up. Oh. Also, Jeff, all of Jefferson's outfits, like Storybrook and Fairy Tale Land, really well tailored. Like, just in general, like, they look great on him, which makes sense. He's a hat maker. Like, I mean, look at the material they've got to work with. Yeah. He he was getting in shape something for Bucky. About, something about that floofy shirt, but with a tight vest over it. Yeah, it's hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
So, anyway, Jefferson passed, is escorted to Regina, passed, in her castle, and accepts her job offer. Job! He opens the hat-shaped box to reveal inside is another smaller hat. He dramatically places it on the floor and spins it. The camera pans in, then out, revealing that the hat is now a big portal for the two of them to jump into. Mm -hmm. Also, I have a thing about the hat. Yes. So the prop master of the show, Bill Bird, said in an interview uh, that Jefferson's hat was the most difficult prop he had worked on. Uh, because top hats aren't really made anymore. So they worked with Kelly Dunlap, who is known as the saucy milliner, who I think they've worked with on Regina's hats as well. Mm. All the hat's fabric was imported, and the hat block that they used to design the the hat was custom-made as well, since the base of the hat is narrower than the top. Wow. Uh, it's like a really unique, I mean, it's like the Mad Hatter's hat. You want it, it, like, they made sure that it is a very unique, cool-looking thing. Yes. Um, cool. Two days before shooting with Sebastian Stan, they found out that he would be wearing a wig with the hat. Wig? Did you just say wig? So they had to make new copies with a wider hat base to accommodate for the wig. I know. Wig. I feel that already. Uh, and because of that, and because the hat had to keep getting beat up, about 20 were built in total. Whoa! Is that why uh, they just had so many to be in the background of the one room? Probably. I mean, like, it's probably one of those, like, practical things, but also it just makes sense, because, like, he's, I mean, like, in kayfabe of the story, like, he's been trying, he's been making hats relentlessly to try to get back to the Enchanted Forest, because he didn't lose his memories, and those are the, the failed copies. What is this term, kayfabe? Here we go! Oh, kayfabe, it's a, it's a wrestling thing where it's like everyone knows like that the villain is not like an awful person, but like the kayfabe is I'm booing at the villain because I know he's a bad guy. Ooh, where's that term come from? I don't know, actually. A few moments later. Uh, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the earliest known written evidence of the word kayfabe is from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter yearbook from 1988, though the term is believed to be much older. Various sources have suggested different origins, but the actual origin is not known with certainty. One theory suggests that it was derived from a word manipulation of the term be fake, a pig Latin, uh, designing to conceal the true meaning. So fabe like fabricated. But where's the K? Be fake, a la Pig Latin. Another theory claims that there was actually a wrestler called K Fabian who was mute. Neither claim has ever been substantiated. Oh, fuck. Another theory suggests that the term derives from the expression keep cavey from the Latin term caveo, which means look out for. This phrase was used throughout Britain and, and by Jews living in East London between World War One and Two. According to that theory, many U.S. promoters and wrestlers at the time were of Eastern European origin, and many had heavy accents, leading to the term being transformed into kayfabe. That's interesting. And so convoluted. It's very, I mean, it's also a wrestling. It sounds like. Wrestling the, is very convoluted. <laughs> the description of that word sounds like an episode of Once Upon a Time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I thought that was a really cool touch for this set. Cool. Like, because it's like, oh, oh fuck, fuck, he's been trying a, a while. Yes. And when we get to that room, seeing all those and having the, the whole past come up is really like, the set tells the story just as much as his words. Yes. Also, um, the conversation that Jefferson and Emma have... Past. <laughs> no, present. <The> present. <laughs> this is why this is confusing, Seth. Uh, the conversation that they have where he's like... He basically is like, yeah, I'm the Mad Hatter. And like Emma kind of like realizes, oh, you're talking about Henry's book. It's like, hey, Emma. Hey, bestie. When had he met Henry? Maybe... 
like this is convenient. I mean, he recognized Emma as the sheriff. Right. Yeah. No, the logic is there, but it's like, hey, Emma, this is all really convenient. The town only has like three dozen people in it. Doesn't everyone know everyone? Know everyone? Know everyone? Know everyone? Oh, no. There's a lot more than three dozen. Named characters, they aren't, but. So the next scene, Jefferson, present, pulls Emma into another room and declares that he's saving Mary's life, you know, from the curse. So he is meta in this context, and that's where we get the confirmation of that. Yeah. In fact, the only Henry that he knows of is actually Regina past father. Father! Which is a... That's like... I didn't catch that the first time because I kind of forgot how Regina ends up double-crossing him. Yeah, and when we get to the end of the episode, I want to, like, have a second to place this in the fairy tale timeline. Yeah, we got it. He's, like, living outside of the curse because is he affected by the curse? Because he must be because he doesn't have his happy ending. Mm -hmm. But he's also not because he doesn't have his memories wiped. But also maybe that's part of the curse. Yes, that's... It, the the curse is that he remembers everything and his daughter is separate from him. Yes. Yes! And he's been, just been trapped there right. for 28 years. But everything changed when the Fire Nation I attacked. Was go- <laughs> I was going to do it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> everything changed when Emma showed up in her yellow bug. <laughs> she half-heartedly calls him crazy. But it's like, girl, you've been staring at magic in the face pretending it's not real magic and you call me crazy wake Wake up up, pearl like honestly like this conversation he's like everyone is always wishing for a magical solution but no one believes in it i've got that noted a little bit later on and like he gets to that point with some questionable logic yeah but yeah the the general point is fine Mm -hmm. yeah so he sits emma down at the table and just tells her to get to it to get it to work And the camera then pans to his hat sitting there on the table. Mm -hmm. We cut to the past inside the magic hat. There are a bunch of differently colored slash patterned doors. Jefferson, past, and Regina, past, walk up to a mirror door, past. Also, I I have a fun little game that I want to try. Oh, guessing what the others are? Yes, because there's a bunch of doors, and without getting too into spoilers... Some of them we will see. I didn't write down what they all were, but if you have them, then I would I would like to do that. Yeah. So the first one that you see, like just from the very first shot as the camera is panning down. I remember a brick one. Yes, there is a brick one. So the, the first one that you see on the left is like a complete black and white door. Okay. What do you think that's going to be? Um, and I, I, I say that with the caveat of like, I'm not guaranteeing you will see all of these, but some of them do come back later in the show. Night on Bald Mountain. And I'm writing these down. Okay. Just because these are these are some fun predictions. That was the name of the song, right? From Fantasia? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. The Red Brick one. Uh, Three Little Pigs. Uh, so the next one is green, like the green curtains with like gold trim on them. Was The Wizard of Oz a Disney property? Uh, Wizard of Oz is not a Disney property. Wizard of Oz is public domain. Okay. Because that could be Oz, like, nope. if, they're, if they're not going to go, like, directly with references to the movie, but, like, very, very the, it's Frank Baum, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. If they, if they pull more directly from the books, then that could be avoiding... Because I believe the movie is also public domain now. Now? Was it back then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but also... With the number of times that Disney's extended... Yeah, oh, totally, yeah. It, 
It's hard yeah. to keep track. Wizard of Oz is one of those things that is public domain. Um, yeah, I mean, it's why you see so many Oz things that like, cause I mean, Disney's made Oz movies, like Universal has made Oz movies and there were a bunch of them coming out like all at the same time. Right when the copyright ends. That's exactly what it was, I which mean, was like kind of like not far from when this aired. Um, so just a fun little thought. Uh, so then there's like a brown and beige wooden door. What do you think that one was? Is it just slats of wood that are brown and beige? Because I don't remember it. It's, I can't. it's kind of like a. Uh, it's a door that's a door that's a door that's a. They're like circular angles on it. Do we want to pause recording to pull it up so I can see? A few moments later. Okay, now that I've got these in front of me and I can see what these are, the first one all the way on the left, I'm going to... Which is the black and white one. Yeah. The uh, Let's see. That might be like giving like uh, Notre Dame. Um, I'm still going to go with Three Little Pigs for the, for the, the brick. brick. Cause it's a brick house and she's stacked. Also, so the the green one there that you're looking at is different than the other one that I mentioned. Okay, so this is different than the green curtain. Yeah, it's like green with like a window in it. Yeah. What do you think that one is? Oh, okay. I bet this is like related to the 1999 movie Sky High. Mm, yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope. See, I will say, I will say though. Keep in mind that when we're talking about different realms, the Enchanted Forest is a realm, and like real world, including Maine, Maine. is another realm. From what we know so far, and Wonderland is a third realm. So, like, if that helps, kind of like influence what you're thinking. Okay, of. so these aren't necessarily each separate fairy tales or stories. These are realms right yeah like like if you're saying like oz is a realm like oz has all of its own stories okay so then like how would you be able to guess what would be get its own realm versus a kingdom that's yeah that's so fucked up okay (laughs) okay so then (laughs) i would love uh when we ended this just like game show music god everything. what the fuck <laughs> okay i'm gonna go with one of them is still wizard of oz sure, Jan. um maybe maybe this one that we're seeing here because it's a bit more flat and the mirror could be uh the the floating head of oz the great and powerful okay the one um, the one you're looking at there yeah great audio content guys oh, no the green curtain is probably oz just because that's what he hides behind I'm purposely masking my face behind the pop filter just to give you nothing. Nothing! So if these aren't all individual fairy tales, oh. that would mean that, like, it's probably the oh. the brick one is probably something... Oh. No, if it were going to be our world, it'd probably be, like, steel or something. Oh. Um, oh. I don't know. Skip. Uh, oh. <laughs> the, the wooden one kind of gives... Onion Spire? What? So would that be like the Thousand One Tales? Um, um, maybe like Russian folklore. This is this is the world where uh, all the Chekhov plays. <laughs> like <laughs> Uncle Vanya is happening behind that door. <laughs> the Chekhov plays. Everyone is a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where that's where Jefferson got his gun. <laughs> uh.
And then the last one looks like it's a door built out of cerulean colored cobblestones so i'm just gonna go ahead and say that this is the aragon world absolutely i i looked at it and was like <laughs> i kind of I kinda thought the same thing <laughs> it does look like dragon scales though absolutely yeah I, I don't know i don't know um five minutes later there's there's more that we see oh okay one hour later let me just write down <coughs> what you had two hours later so the next one that i clocked 10 years later what are those doorknobs a doorknob okay two thousand years later uh that's all i have for that area <laughs> but no i will say like nope one eternity later as soon as um jefferson starts telling her like two people have to enter and two people have to leave it's like okay well yeah and that happens right now <laughs> And that's where I'm like, Regina's okay. Regina's, of course, going to double cross them. They walk up to the mirror door, and exactly the same number of people have to walk out as walk in, so they have to stick together. Parentheses. Wonder how Regina past <laughs> will betray this. <laughs> yeah, wonder how, wonder how Regina's going to fuck this up. Regina past. <laughs> so they step through the this. looking glass and step into this fucking, like, PS1 cutscene era CGI world, and I just... Die! I will go to bat. This is not PS1. I would say this is PS2. It's not great, but it's not PS1. Oh! I don't know, because, like, I remember the cutscenes from The Bouncer, which was a PS2 launch game. Oh, okay, I was like... I, I remember the cutscenes from The Bouncer, and that was a lot better. <laughs> I, I was like, Seth... Get ready for some real CGI. Ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, you think you've seen CGI. Just wait till you see Wonderland. Ah, oh, they... Ooh. They get in here, and we know that this is Wonderland, so they have to get it out of the way. They walk up to this big mushroom, and there's a caterpillar sitting on it who just immediately blows hookah smoke into their face. And do you know who voiced that caterpillar, Seth? No. Albert Einstein. Fuck you! <laughs> uh, no, but it was uh, it was Roger Daltrey from The Who. Who are you? No. Who, 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 who? Yeah, no, 100%. He's uncredited, and his one line in the show is, who are you? Wait a second. Who, who? <laughs> and then when he, uh, he, as they're walking away, he like blows two puffs of smoke oh. in the cadence of the song. Oh, God. That's... And I, I did not know that until I looked it up. I was like, wow, that's, that's wild that that happened. That's neat. Yeah, right? Like, and then also, uh, Jefferson's like, I hate Wonderland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next thing we cut back to Storybrooke. This is Maine. Emma figures out that Jefferson, present, is the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Or at least, she thinks he thinks so. What do you think you're thinking? And this exchange is wild. wild. Yeah. You learned about the Civil War in a book. History books are based on history. And storybooks are based on what? Imagination? Where's that come from? It has to come from somewhere. Yes, Jefferson. <laughs> present. Imagination. Imagination. Imagination is different from history. Imagination. Imagination. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me. Oh. But like, yes, history books are based on history. <laughs> Storybooks are based on it like they, they've come from the imagination not that like history is immune to distortion but it's based in things that happen right <laughs> yeah i mean from his perspective it like 
the from an outside viewer it's like oh that's a weird logic but like from jefferson's perspective like someone who was in what we consider a story like it's still there it's not great logic no, but because it's, to him that is history that's not imagination it, it's his story oh, shit. <laughs> credit to his you know like about time that someone takes his story down. <laughs> yeah. Her story has been too important lately. Duh. In this year. In this year of present. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Present. So the next bit is told by Jefferson, present, explaining the, quote, nature of multiple worlds in a really interesting directorial choice where every breath pause, the camera switches to a new angle on his face oh, or to Emma. I didn't pick up like on every that. pause it switches and it really, really heightens the tension. That's really cool. That's it's, a, yeah, yeah. That's a cool trick. And like the room that they're in, I forgot to talk about the room that they're in. It's this is the room that they're in. This is his uh his haberdashery room where he he builds the hats. And like the lighting is it all focuses on the center table. There's the chandelier back hat wall. The chandelier is just a bunch of uh bulbs. Yeah, yeah just focusing it's, in. It's wild. That's a really cool that's a cool light piece. The the back wall has all a bunch of different hats that are failures. Mm-hmm. And like it's really, really stark white. Really, yeah. really clinical white that makes it everything seem even more uh, like off. Yeah. 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 This, this, the entire set of Jefferson's house, they had a lot of fun in. Like scenic design went off. For yes. This. I really, really like it. Uh, the, but the point is Jefferson present and goal is to go home, presumably to Grace. Mm-hmm. Cut back to fairy tale or Wonderland, where Regina passed and Jefferson passed, come to a huge CGI hedge maze that will lead to the Queen of Hearts. Regina passed, apparently has had dealings with her and knows more than most what happens if you cross her. Mm-hmm. So naturally, Regina passed, casts a fireball to burn a path through the maze. Yeah, I, I love Regina specifically says that the Queen of Hearts isn't one for subtlety, and it's like, so Regina's saying that some. One's not one for subtlety. This can't wait till we meet her. Pot calls the kettle red. <laughs> yeah, and then literally, what, what, what a fucking hell of a way to ring a doorbell! Just <laughs> send a fireball through like the five layers of hedges immediately nearest to you, right? Fire, and they just go walk right through. And <laughs> yeah, fire. They they get to the vault that Regina. Re- Regina said, "I prefer word searches." Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> Just Fusro Daza fucking hole through this entire hedge maze. Fusro Da. Fusro Da. I love her. I love her so much. They get to the vault. The Regina past opens and takes out a chest. Mm-hmm. That's the familiar looking vault. Isn't a little it? bit. As they turn to leave, guards appear and begin to chase them. Hey! I was bummed that the guards weren't in, like, big card costumes. Right. Yeah, I, I was, was, like, kind of bummed. I was wondering how they were going to pull that off. Are they just kind of, like, generic red and black? And I'm like, hey, sure, fine. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, fine. Like, it would have been more fun if they had giant cards on. Look, they spent their costume budget on Regina, and I'm fine with that. Okay, but they also, we'll talk about this later, they also spent the costume budget on the courtiers of the Queen of Hearts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do have a note about yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll get to it later. Yeah. Uh 
So there's a brief scene where the duo runs from and also engages with the guards and throw them into the walls of the hedge maze, which entangle anything that touches them. Which is a brutal way for someone to die because like they threw the stick into it earlier and they like the hedges like just snap the stick. It's like fun. Don't touch the balls. Yeah. And then just the the guards just get pulled in and one of them, their face is still there and the (laughs) vines creep over and just. Yeah. It's like, okay. Eldritch horror. Welcome to the stage. As they get close to the looking glass, Regina pass, grabs a bit of the nearby mushroom because she knows what food here will do to someone. Mm-hmm. She opens the chest, drops the mushroom inside, and watches as her betrayal mechanism appears from the chest. It's her father. Father! Don't forget, two people entered so only two can leave. Regina, past, makes this burn extra bad by telling Jefferson, past, that he's broken his promise to be back to have tea with Grace, and that if he really loved her, he never would have left her side. And it's like, Regina, you know that he's breaking that promise because of you, right? Like, it's like, I think she's projecting a bit. But it's his fault for trusting her. Yeah, no, it's, this is like... One of the, uh, and and I do put a note on it because it is particularly like, there's some stuff behind what Regina says here. And I don't think we, I don't think you know quite exactly what all that is. And I'm excited for you to find out soon. I mean, he is the thing that she loves most in the world. And that's why she has to kill him. You've killed me. I mean, and that's the other thing I know. I know you mentioned earlier, like, where does this episode fall? Let's get to that later because we want to have like a a time to look into it. So it, it just, it's, it really burns him. And he he just shrieks as the two of them walk through the looking glass. And like, she like made the, the cement to like wrap around his feet. So he's not able to like, yeah. Chase. So he's arms stretched out shrieking. No, Yeah, that's, it, it was, Pretty, pretty brutal. And so guards catch up to him because he can't move and they drag him away because I guess now that Regina past is gone. It's D&D rules. When you leave the, like when you go to another realm, like the, any spell you had been concentrating on ends. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't criticizing. Oh yeah. It's, it's probably one of those things like she was just, it was just a temporary thing, but I, there, I did note that I was like, oh God, did they, like what happened? <laughs> they off with his feet. Cause like we, you never see it end. So, because like you, they made a point to show you like that his feet are stuck, but then they never show his feet getting unstuck. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like, uh, hold on, what? What happened? When they eventually get to the Queen of Hearts, everyone in the court is wearing very eyes wide shut masks. Yeah, and that that one woman that's holding the mask, like the tiny mask, right in front of her face. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love her. <laughs> <laughs> but like, they've all got like these little red and gold embellishments instead of the uh, white. They're so good. Like yeah. they, I was just like, these are some looks. These are some like weird alien vibes. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait till we can see more of Wonderland in general. Cause like they do some wild shit. This is wild. This is something that that recent Alice in Wonderland movie needs to uh, have uh-huh. learned from. Yeah. Because like that. All that costume design and CGI effects, as much as shit as we give these CGI. It's like this this is a TV show, not like a big budget movie. Right. And the movie, I would say, probably looks about as good as the TV show. Oh no. They're animated better, but they're right. not 
conceived better. Yeah, totally. Oh, no. So the queen wants to know how he got there because mm-hmm. she already knows that he helped in the betrayal. So he tries to make a deal with the knowledge to be like, hey, if you let me go, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And so she's just like, no, off with his head. So someone grabs his hair and another guard walks up with an axe, just. Yeah. And his body falls. He's like, what the fuck? That, I'm like. That's a pretty solid interrogation technique. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's he gonna go? Where do you think you're going? Yeah. Like, mm. uh, so this is where he gets instructed that, you know, it's a simple thing. If you want to get back home, all you have to do is make another magic hat. Easy. Also, I will note the pointed nature that, like, whoever the guy that's speaking for the Queen of Hearts, because, like, she's, like, kind of, like, speaking through this little, like, funnel. Yeah. Um... He says, there's only one queen, and the woman you came with is named Regina. Like, very pointedly. I just kind of want to put a pin into that for you. Sounds good. Thank you. I'm sure it's not not any spoiler that we're going to find out more about the beef between Regina and the Queen of Hearts. No way! Regina has beef with someone? (laughs) Never. (laughs) No way! Uh, and and as from every bit of literature we've ever read, we all know that the Queen of Hearts is notoriously giving and kind. <laughs> nice try! She leads with a heart. <laughs> yep. So, he just has to make it work. Mm-hmm. Designers. <laughs> Designers make it work. So, that really puts Jefferson, past and present, mm-hmm. in their current place. Right. Now the camera cuts... Back to Emma, who gets frustrated at thinking there's no magic. Magic. Mm -hmm. Jefferson, present, has her look through another telescope to see Grace, now named Paige, in Storybrooke, happily having dinner with another family. His curse is that, unlike everyone else in town, he knows about what he loves that is missing. Emma at least relates over not being able to be your child's parent, Mm -hmm. and she admits to the possibility that Snow White is her mother. He turns around to grab the hat, and Emma girl bosses him with the telescope. Telescope is a great blunt weapon. Psych, bitch. Bitch. Bye-bye. Also, uh, I just gotta draw attention. Sebastian Stan is so fucking good in that scene. Good. I mean, like, throughout the whole episode, but, like, this one in particular, like, he's really good, and I'm like, I really wish Marvel gave him, like, this love. Like, like, he doesn't get to do this kind of stuff in Marvel movies. I'm like, I kind of wish he did, because he's really good at this. What are you talking about? You're not satisfied with the blank personality of the Winter Soldier? (laughs) He's been mind-controlled. He doesn't have to... Thing. (laughs) Yeah. So Emma runs away, and she starts freeing Mary Margaret. Really quick. Um, In that scene when they're talking, um, I think it's a little bit earlier, actually, but we can just touch on it now because this is the last scene in this area. When he's like, when Jefferson, like, rests his head on that hat block... That's the same one that the milliner made the hats with. That's like oh. the actual like tool that she had used uh, to construct the hats. And I was like, oh, that's like a cool way of putting that in the episode. And then remake them all in a different yeah, size because he was wearing the wig. Make 20 different hats. Oh, boy. But yeah, no, I was like, that's it. That's like a cool little bit of trivia I saw. Cool. So Emma runs and starts freeing Mary Margaret when Jefferson, present, tackles her wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. During the struggle, there's this really neat shot where you can see a very clear scar uh-huh. on Jefferson's neck. And like Emma's face is just like, what? 
I, I don't know if she really puts that together because she doesn't know about the beheading. Right, true. But like there there is a beat where she sees it and she's like, what? Like that scar should not exist. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> ew, ew, ew. But yeah, it's it's one of those like it's this is I think this is the first time and like we see a bit later, like this is where Emma, I think, actually does start to believe Henry more than just like Oh, Henry, you're just a kid, you know? Like, yeah. And like, like this episode for sure. And like, it really hammer starts to hammer at home later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he gets the upper hand on her and he's about to shoot her when Mary gets herself free the rest of the way, grabs a croquet mallet and girl oh. bosses him herself in the back, then kicks him through the window 300 style. <laughs> They fucking look- love it. It's so good. Like, it's so good. Also, the thematicness of the croquet mallet. Yeah. Like, I'm like, that's fun. Oh, I yeah. like that. You know I specified that it was the croquet mallet <laughs> because it's been yeah. Wonderland. It was, yeah. It, and then, like, just just absolutely wrecks him out of this window. And <laughs> they look out of this window, which appears to be on, like, the second or third floor, mm-hmm. and all they see is broken glass, the hat, and no body. Where'd he go? Ooh. They get back to the front of the house. They find Emma's car with a blanket over it. And thankfully, the keys are in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Yay! Emma hands Mary the keys to the car and gives a speech about how running isn't the answer, but she won't get in the way because they're family, friends, whatever. This is this. I loved this conversation between the two of them. Where she, like It's basically kind of part two of the one they had last episode where she's like, I need you to believe me. I need you to trust me. Like, I know what I'm doing. But it's also Emma saying, you know, maybe I don't disbelieve all of this. Maybe you really are mommy. Also, she's mothering. <laughs> she mothered Jefferson out the window. <laughs> Mother. But the, the moment. And, and I loved the where Emma's like. Where did that come from? I've never seen you. And she's like, I have no idea. And it's like, hmm, hmm, something's happening here. This is happening. The bell tolls eight and Regina, present, pulls up in her car, walks into the sheriff's office, knowing that Mary won't be there. With this like little like bit of like a smug look on her face, she's like, this is her ready to basically win. I won. And she, like, this is her getting to the next room to burst in. Like, yeah, uh, this is the first time we actually see it happening. <laughs> this is happening. Uh, oh, she walks in and she's just stops in her tracks as Mary is sitting there in jail, the jail cell. Madam Mayor. Madam Mayor. Oh, it's it's just like oh, this icon. <laughs> She's just like the the most fuck you I've heard Mary Margaret say. The amount of charisma, uniqueness, nerve, <laughs> and talent in that in those two words. Oh yeah, it's it's just like, it's delicious. It's delicious. It's Mary Margaret getting to do the kind of stuff that Regina does every day, and it's like. Ooh, it's delicious. My, how the turntables. Yeah, my, 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 how the turntables. <laughs> so Mr. Gold is and there. Regina's oh. face crack here. Like, like she, that like confident look on her face just like, is like gone. And she's like, what? <laughs> it's so good. What the fuck? What the fuck? Because like, you know, she has like that smirk because she sees that Emma's car isn't there. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love it. Just like, oh, fuck me, it's so good. So Mr. Gold is there in the office, and he escorts uh, Regina present out because, you know, Mary's not having any visitors at the moment before her arraignment. Mm-hmm. 
So they get out of the sh- the office itself and down into some hall, and Regina whips around. She's like, what the fuck, dude? I thought we had a deal. What the fuck? Yeah, and I was like, okay, well, we figured out who did the key. And I'm also just like, so what kind of results is uh, Rumpelstiltskin wanting here? He's playing every side. Yeah, this is, it's like... What the fuck are you up to, you little man? What the fuck? So he's like, you know, she's back, you know, she's quite resourceful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's back, you know, she's quite resourceful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, she's still guilty of murder. So you'll get those results. Mm -hmm. Next scene cuts to Emma walking up to Henry and they start talking. As Paige walks by, Paige, who we remember as the Storybrooke version of uh, Jefferson's daughter, Grace, Mm -hmm. and Emma asks about her. And then asks to see Henry's storybook. She flips open to a page, finds Jefferson past yeah. there, just going crazy, trying to make it work. She sees a picture of Jefferson and Grace together. And like that's that's I think the moment where Emma's like, huh. Maybe I should have looked at the book before this. Yeah. Like, could you imagine really if is. she had seen a picture of Snow White? And so she asks, actually asks to keep the book. Mm-hmm. Because, like, huh. Yeah, it, it's it's just like a, well, that's a fine how do you do. <laughs> and she just, and the episode ends. She's unsure what to believe. Yeah, this this is, uh, th- this is where, like, Emma is, like, actually starting to buy in. And she's kind of like, oh, fuck, I, I've been going about this all wrong. She's starting to accept the call to action. Honestly, yeah, this first step of the hero's journey, accepted. Good for her. Next episode is called The Stable Boy. Yeah, what do you think is going to happen in the stable boy, Seth? Well, this episode was about a very unstable boy. (laughs) So I think it's going to be just the exact opposite. (laughs) I forgot to think of a real guess. No, no, I... I I think it's a. I think it's a solid guess. I, any any fairy tales or anything that like you are thinking of? Because because I will let you know, um, it is a new fairy tale, Ooh. or it is a new like it, it's a new story that we're gonna get. Ooh. Okay, um, let's see. Stables, horse, 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 horse. Like there was that bit in um, the the Sword in the Stone where Arthur was a squire working in stables, so that could be an option. But like Arthurian tales feel like bigger than what's probably just going to be a one-off. Given that the last two episodes were pretty major, I'm guessing this one's going to be a one-off. Okay. Um, fuck it. I'm going back to the same joke. It's <laughs> Stable Boy is uh, Henry. You know, he's very stable because he he gets to see Archie. He's finally finished his therapy. He is stable (laughs) boy. (laughs) No, that's fun. That's a good guess. (laughs) Like, oh, you know what? It's he's the worst superhero. Stable boy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Sidekick to horseman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Well, uh, let me let me. Is horseman a a minotaur or a centaur? I don't know. We haven't seen either of them. Thank you for staying with us. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts at. If you've been enjoying the show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And much like your one true love, share us with your friends. And if you don't like us, turn around and say it to our goddamn face. Yeah, bitch. Oh, shit. Now you fucked up.
Thank you, Lexi, for editing our show. Say hi, Lexi. I love you. Our title song is World of Magic by Scott Buckley. You can find this and more music at his website, linked in the description. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at NotEvenOncePod. Links are in the bio. You can follow me on Twitter at the Kid Ain't Right. You can follow me at Recycled Sarcasm. And you can email us if you want to talk about the show, or if you have any notes or feedback at notevenoncepod at gmail.com. Enjoy your happy ending. God, why is this our burpiest recording? <laughs> They're very moist. Well, I think it's because we we both just ate lunch. Oh, not into the mic, please. <laughs>